0: How you doing today? This is Bob from OTR, formerly Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. The show is very interesting tonight. A gentleman named Yuri Ko contacted me and said he had something to share. So I got him on the show and started to interview him. At some point, he took over and started to interview me. And it was amazing. He took my name and birthday and came up with my personality traits, and they were spot on. It's a little long, but the time goes fast. I found it to be inspirational. I hope you do too. So here it is. How you doing, Yuri?
1: Hello. Thank you, uh, Bob, and all the listeners are over the rainbow. My name is Yuri Koshchak.
0: Um you're right uh, could you just give us a brief introduction of your background um, yes where I'm coming from is uh,
1: professional athletics I was a professional athlete former that was back 10 years 15 years ago uh, of table tennis uh, otherwise I finished uh, University of sports so athletics as well in 2007 I graduated and and then I went to Spain to play table tennis professionally for a year or two. Uh, well, anyway, I'm from Slovenia, Europe, that's a small country in the central Europe, uh, the former Yugoslavia part. And um, you can imagine, I come. I was born in 1982. So I was still a bit of the genes of communism, socialism. In 1991, the country uh, got its uh, independence, uh, and we sort of rose, but uh, the small-mindedness, the perfectionism, what other think of, people think of you, stuck with me. And I dealt with this through my career and my life. And in the past 10 years, I, was a, I am a professional uh, coach, guide, mentor uh, for life development, self-development, nourishment, a soul-searching, soul-finding yourself in a way. Uh, so this is where I
0: am to make it short. Boy, I could use you. <laughs> so you're kind of like a life coach is what you're saying.
1: Um, I don't like to put the names or stigmatize okay. this name because there are a lot of life coaches available now. I don't want to throw myself somewhere where I'm maybe not or there are too many of them. So I know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I've, I've been called a lot of names, a hacker, a cleaner, a cleaner a razor of programs. I've been called a lot of names. It's like water, you know, it doesn't matter what name it is. If you're thirsty, water will uh, put your thirst away.
0: Okay. Very good. Um, So do you want to talk about any specific um, mental issues that you're now suffering from or have suffered from in the past?
1: Um. Yes, I have suffered. I had some struggles. Uh, Mainly they were because of uh, lack of knowledge, lack of guidance, lack of my own understanding, commitment. And that was uh, because of uh, being in professional sport, you are professionally pressured. Even recreational uh, athletes have those uh, situations and those, uh, you know, stuff that go that go on, because once you compete, you are under pressure. And the thing is, even if you compete on a low level or on the middle level, you still have pressure. Uh, and the thing is that on a low or middle level, there are no psychological coaches, there are no approaches, you need to search. And I've been searching practically through my whole career. I began to play table tennis as I was eight, nine years old, and began competing with 10, 11 years of age, And with 13 years, 14 years of age, I was in national selection, top five in my rank under 15 age. And I began to do yoga with 14, 15 years of age. Nobody was doing yoga in 1997 or 1996 in in my country, in in my sport, uh, because I needed something else. I knew that it's not enough just to play the white table tennis ball. Uh, But I was always ambitious. I always wanted to win. And uh, as we all know, uh, for me after my experience now, after more than a thousand people that I worked with in coaching and uh, after my table tennis career and everything, uh, what I've realized is that athletes in general, uh, we are more under pressure and we tend to realize some stuff more because it's daily, it's, you know, struggle daily. You have competition daily maybe or weekly, week in, week out. And what I had, was this psychological, psychopathic uh, behavior, uh, being angry, uh, a lot of anger, a lot of aggression, uh, being tired because I was so ambitious, I burnt myself out. I was training all the time and school, uh, you know, uh, obligations uh, as a teenager and then, then further on as a student. So uh, this was all culminating in my um, outbursts excessive you know craziness also in the ring in the you know arena in front of my friends family you know my teammates and coaches in table tennis so it was a crazy uh, time period that I passed through and actually uh, also what I realized is that we all have wounds we are all born into different circumstances different areas different situations of uh, family life acquaintances and then further on school environment uh, sport and uh, we all then need to clean in our lifetime uh, these wounds and not clean maybe but get to know ourselves this is the most basic thing to know yourself
0: yeah that's good advice um so what kind of you said you had like outbursts was it just arguing with the ref or or, or whatever you call the official
1: oh <laughs> mainly I was arguing with myself uh, maybe sometimes I directed this anger and aggression and outburst toward my family on the you know spectator stage or uh, my coaches or my teammates, but more than ninety percent it was arguing with myself. Uh, I rarely argue with an empire uh, or something like that in the arena also in the training it was you know as a as an athlete, more than eighty percent you are on train in the training. It's not eighty percent of competition; it's training. So what right. you train is what you then present on the field uh, and in the in the competition itself, in the game, in the match matches. It is an individual sport, table tennis, but it's also a team sport because I played in a team. We competed in a league uh, where the team was uh, consisted of four or five players, and we competed against another team. So it was a team uh, environment as well. Uh, maybe not like in tennis uh, because it's only individual there. But in table tennis, as I mentioned, yeah, this aggression, this what was going on in me was uh, the the source was my trying to prove myself to me, uh, my trying to prove that only winning is worthwhile, that I will be worthwhile, that I will be, you know... Uh, approved and accepted uh, and um, that I will be good enough Yeah, uh, because like every person we go through different things in our childhood and different things affect us differently and with no explanations with you know in the 80s or in the 70s or the 60s so 50, 60, 40 years ago there was not this consciousness awareness available so much or so present in the media itself and in the internet there was no internet back then so we didn't know how to handle all these emotional, you know, pressures, emotional things, and and my mother walked away when she was three, when I was three years of age. She said, "I'm going, I'm leaving you, everybody." She came back thirty minutes later, or one, one hour later, but it stuck with me. Oh yeah, I need to be good boy because my mother will leave me. You know what that means? Right.
0: abandonment issues. Yes. Yeah.
1: So this and it's it's nothing. I, I didn't have a big trauma in my life. She came back an, an hour later, I think, or even earlier. Uh, I never had, I was never beaten by my parents or anything. But these sort of stuff stay put yeah. and and uh, stay somewhere. And, and they influenced my my performance in life. And they influenced my behavior in life. And, and how I um, dealt with this, with it was anger. You know, I, I wanted to force the result. I wanted, because if I didn't have a result, it meant I'm not good enough. Yeah, and I will not be accepted. I will be abandoned. I will have no love
0: or whatever. Right, right. So I was always in that circle. My mother had a, a thing that she was gonna kick us out. She would say, "Okay, that's it. You guys have to leave," and that that kind of really stuck with me as well. You know, and in the last minute, she would say, "Okay, you can stay if you're good," but yeah, I understand your pressures. Um, I also saw that you have some of the pictures you had. Regular tennis. Do you also play regular tennis? Just curious.
1: Yeah, I played tennis before, but because of being professional in table tennis, it was not so allowed. Uh, It was almost a sin, in a way, to play tennis. But uh, now, in the last uh, five years or so, uh, because my girlfriend is a tennis uh, coach, and she was a former professional WTA. Yeah, I saw uh, the the pictures, yeah. Yeah, so she was a player and now she's a coach. So I play recreationally. I enjoy tennis much more now than table tennis. But anyway, I still encounter the same issues when I play tennis. I don't train tennis. Uh, I just play like matches uh, with friends uh, maybe a couple of times per week or maybe a couple of times per month. It depends on the uh, occupation that I have and maybe the weather as well. Uh, But uh, I I encounter the same issues, uh, the same wounds. Now, the difference is um even though it's not such a pressure as it was before in the national championship or the European Championship or something that I played table tennis in competition, uh, but the same thing happens. Uh, now it's the difference that I come out of it, that I snap out of these wounds, these uh, stuff, these issues, these mental you know psychotics. I snap out of it uh, quickly. A quicker because I was training myself through my whole career, and then afterwards, uh, when I invested myself to be a professional coach of others in a way of mentality of reprogramming your DNA, your subconsciousness, your consciousness, so. But I still encounter anger. I still encounter uh, this deficit of love, this deficit of you know being accepted, and um, it it still drains me.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard. Um, I was going to ask you: uh, Do you have any history of mental illness uh, in your family at all? Or um,
1: I'm I'm happy that you ask this um, because we all live in a mental asylum.
0: We are all crazy. <laughs> uh, we are amen. all
1: completely crazy and nuts. So um, no, we didn't. We were not diagnosed. But my grandparent, he was an alcoholic. My okay. father loved to drink, not only socially, but he loved to drink. He wasn't an alcoholic in a way, but, you know, those kind of things. My mother was angry, was impatient in a way. My sister is, you know, a wreck sometimes or mm-hmm. was. Uh, I was under pressure. We never went to psychology or to a psychotherapist or get a, di- a diagnosed. But as I said, we all live in a mental asylum. And sometimes I think the people that are closed in these mental asylums are sane. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, what I always people, say is that yeah. people self-medicate, like you said, you're from, you're, what was your was grandfather's alcohol, uh, they choose to self-medicate instead of taking medication. I don't know what yeah. your view on uh, medication is. Uh, are you for it or against it or indifferent?
1: Um, regarding the insanity, as we've touched before, to finish the, the answer, Um, So we were never diagnosed, but I always felt that uh, to be sane, it requires a lot of work, a lot of knowledge, wisdom and practice. Uh, So I wanted to, I I visited once when I had a strange um, cheating from my part in my relationship almost 20 years ago. I visited the psychotherapist uh, because I needed help uh, in a way, a sort of mental help and explanations. I never did, uh, my girlfriend back then, 15, 20 years ago, she was taking uh, antidepressants. Uh, I went to her psychiatrist and I asked him, "What is this? what does this medical do, med- this medicine do? Why does she need to take it in a way? And he explained it to me, but I didn't accept that explanation or that kind of approach. Uh, I cannot say that I'm pro or against. I'm not a doctor. I'm a physical education teacher by formal education and otherwise a, a, th- a learner of life in a way um, an educator of life so in that way um, uh, I'm, I cannot give diagnose or say yeah. something in this term but uh, of course uh, I use meditation as medication okay. I use uh, self-awareness self-reflection uh, I just listened to a podcast uh, regarding boredom it's a thing that we do not allow ourselves to be bored because there are so many inputs in our life from internet and from all the other all right. sources that we do not allow ourselves to be bored, and we think uh, we always need this attention to give somewhere attention. And if we, if we are bored, it means that we are sick. It, there are so many you know hidden agendas and hidden messages in the background that are being fed to us that we forget what the reality is.
0: That's very true. Um, it it sounds like you went, you you would rather do the meditation and things like that because uh, i've i've had situations where people talk about cbd you know what that is cannabis yeah 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 can and I they be- say that that uh, helps them um so there's two camps you know one medicine one without personally my background is very bad i have a lot of depression anxiety at a very high level enough to be hospitalized. And so between me and my depression and anxiety is the medicine. So I'm kind of afraid to get off of it. I'm not saying that I couldn't get off and be okay, but I just don't want to take that chance.
1: Uh, yeah, if I can jump in this, what you explained sure. now, uh, is nothing wrong with medicine. It's nothing wrong with uh, Western medicine. The thing is that because of different informations, people get confused and mixed up in the reality and in the understanding of what is real and what needs to be done. So, of course, you will not go off medicine or that you'd need to think because that is too far for you now at the moment. Right. Um, so you don't need to, uh, you know, stigmatize the medicine or something. Or I, don't, I didn't say, say it in that way before, So if there, of course, there are uh, medical conditions and diagnoses that need to be resolved in this way. What the thing is that we are so disconnected from nature itself that we want to push. And this is where my mental illness or this health was happening or from everybody in a way. We want so eagerly to have something. So, for instance, we put a seed in the, in the soil and we want it to grow the biggest tomato. So we fertilize it, we use the best seed, whatever. We do not have the patience and the awareness and the attention span to focus and to allow this process to happen naturally. So we need sort of medicine. There's nothing wrong with medicine. The, the issue awakens when... You are becoming dependent on the medicine, and, and you think that that's the only exit. It's not. But now, where you are at, it's the best space or you know location where you are physically, mentally, emotionally. And if sometimes it will come that you will be stronger than the need, the addiction, or the you know attention for this medicine is, you will be without it. But that's not the case now. So the case now is for you or for anybody else in this way. Uh, on this path, this journey of healing, to understand that we need to be connected to nature. We need need is such a crazy word, uh, term, but uh, we can allow the process to happen. The patience. So this is the boredom. Uh, You know, uh, being in the boredom desert, like all the saints, or we can touch religious figures like Jesus or somebody else, but they all went through, or Buddha, they all went to, through some 40 days of solitude mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, dark room or something. And this is boring to be with yourself because we are afraid to confront ourselves. We, are, uh, we do not know how to allow the mind, the thoughts, and, and because we do not have all of the explanations. And, and this is where I needed to learn. And I am happy for my insanity. <laughs> I am happy for my mental illness. Because it brought me, I'm happy for my ego. I accept my, because my ego brought me to a place that I have learned a lot. And I've practiced Mm -hmm. a lot, if you understand. I'm not uh, resisting. You know how it's called and explained. If you resist, it will only grow. Mm -hmm. So I accepted my insanity in a way. A couple of times I needed to confront and accept myself. All of it. uh, You know, if you understand. So um, this is the main thing. I would not go into the medicine if it's right or wrong, or if it's the western medicine or the Chinese medicine or anything. It it needs to be coherent and, and it will be more and more uh, applicable together in the in the you know symbiosis in harmony uh, this western and eastern medicine mm-hmm. uh, because it's not just western and of course it's not just just the the eastern medicine and approach that it's needed.
0: Can you tell us more about uh, coaching? You said you you don't call it life coaching. Um, Did you tell us what you do with that? And do you have people that you coach right now?
1: Um, Yes, I have a couple of clients around maybe 30 or something, but more live, live version, maybe 15. Uh, So half of it, others just listen or they listen to my uh, recordings that I do daily sessions. And I do some individual one-on-one and I'm opening myself to be more present because I was only present offline, you know, by recommendation as an offline. So now I'm becoming more present online. I'm doing my podcast, being the genuine athlete. I am uh, going into influencing the athletes to become, uh, to come out of struggles and to understand, to really acknowledge and uh, nourish and cherish the options, the possibilities that we have as athletes. Uh, What impact can we have on ourselves and the society in a more healthy way, mentally healthy way? So I am up all for this mental health. uh, And uh, I sort of got this gift of uh, really thinking a lot. Uh, I am also a numerologist, but not in a way to change uh, names by numerology numbers, but uh, to understand where you are coming from. Maybe, Maybe I can do a... Uh, try on you uh, after I explain this. If you allow with your numbers, and I can show how I work in the last 10 years uh, with a lot of clients, I've done more than I think 6,000 numerologies already. Uh, reading.
0: do you want to do that live or after? The no, show? we can
1: do this live, no problem. I can, I, all right, I can yeah, that's
0: great. Yeah, that's, yeah so so the
1: thing, uh, but after I finish this, we can go into that uh, reading. So, the okay. thing with uh, how I coach. I would rather say, but it doesn't matter these terms if I guide or if I train someone or coach someone, whatever. The thing is, are you a better person after, you know, reading, understanding, listening to me or getting in touch with me? Are you uh, not only better, but or uh, but a transformed, a shifting person that shifted your belief system, that that embraced, that opened up? This is where I'm at. This is my... My purpose, my intention, what I do, and it's overgrowing. It's it's you know ever evolving uh, that I want to transform myself and society. If you accept, I cannot force anybody, as I couldn't force myself, because I also went into this. Now I'm going to meditate. I'm going to be a better person. Now I'm going to be aware. You know, it's it doesn't work like that. It's it's uh, intuitive. It's soft. It's life. It's nature. Go, going. Coming back to nature processes, allowing the seed, you know, you plant a seed and you don't see more than 80% of the time. If you use that rule of, uh, I don't know, parrot or who it is, 80-20, you don't see the product 80% of the time. Then in 20% of the time, here comes the carrot and it's also below the soil, you know, in that way or the tomato or the cherries or the pineapple Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's the same in life. Uh, So yeah, you can call me life coach or whatever. You can call me the nature returner or the nature revival guy or something. (laughs) The more important thing is what we get, what you get out of this, what I get out of this, not from you, but for myself, how I transform myself. Because if I check my parallel life, uh, who I would be, who I was in the past, I cannot imagine. I would probably be... uh, very much addicted. I had, uh, maybe we can touch that later on uh, after I do the reading mm-hmm. or something. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Pornography addiction in a way. Uh, right. Addiction also, I was in a casino a couple of times and thankfully I didn't go more than a couple of times. But that was not, you know, being addicted to anything, to any substance or to any, you know, dopamine, you know, the hormones, how they work. Right. Uh, being addicted, it's not, you can become addicted to anything. It's just that you have the, we all have the um, ability to fall into this addiction pattern because we do not know. We were not educated, the educational system. Our parents didn't know, but it's not their fault. It's not the government fault. It's just, it's not out there and now it's coming. So I'm so happy for this new decade that up till 2030 in the next 10 years, also this year, what's happening a lot of people are waking up to this new uh, understanding of life. So this is where I'm, you know, happy. And uh, this is my obligation, positive obligation to influence, to impact, to inspire, to touch lives as well as my, mine, of course, uh, and to also go through these struggles of not, you know, let me just say jerking off to not be a dopamine addiction with a Facebook, you know, profile or some, or Instagram to not be addicted Mm -hmm. to always being, uh, you know, uh, entertained, to be bored, to be okay with being bored, to to meditate, to do the discipline stuff every day, day in and day out that do not bring and yield results instantly, the instant gratification. So this is all that I'm touching and all that I'm going through, uh, how I'm working with myself throughout my career before as a professional table tennis player and then later on as a coach, mentor, guide, whatever.
0: Sounds good. Um, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> okay. So I would, you need, to your, start. I would need your uh, full name uh, as you have on your birth certificate or your
0: passport or anything. Do you need my middle name? Uh, as
1: well. Yes. Everything.
0: Yeah. It's Robert, Stephen. Do you need a,
1: Robert do you need a spelling on that? Uh, that's R-O-B-E-R-T. And Stephen is S-T-E-V-E-N.
0: V-E-N.
1: Uh, as you have it on your Facebook profile. I see it. Okay. Right. Got it. I understand. Uh, okay, and you have, uh, when? when is your birth? June 7th,
0: coming up. 7th of June. 1958, yes. 1968. No, 50. 50, I'm old. I'm 62, or we am going to be 62 in a week.
1: Okay, great. Okay, I'll, I'll send you the photo of this, what I do now. Uh, more than 4,000 years old uh, knowledge, wisdom, practice of numerology. We have a lot of alphabets, how to change letters into numbers, because we only have nine numbers, one to nine and a zero. Mm. And I heard today a very wonderful uh, saying, number zero is a portal between negative and positive numbers. Mm -hmm. So we have only nine numbers and it's easier to decode them as 25, 26, 27 letters in the alphabet, depending on the language. So uh, if we... Uh, transform your name, Robert, into numbers, it is number 22, because number R, the letter R is 2, then O is 7, B is 2, E is 5, R is 2, and T is 4. So your name is 22, and then 2 plus 2 is 4. We always put on one digit. And Steven is 28. Maybe you know your exact uh, time of birth?
0: Uh, It's roughly 2 a.m. Okay, no. if you don't know exactly no problem, then we'll go without. This. I think it, I think it's definitely the AM, like early AM.
1: No, I need exact, but uh, it's good. Oh, sort of sometimes, uh, if you have exact, then then we can check additional numbers. If not, there's no. Okay. I have yeah, enough I, of information. And yeah. your nickname is Bob, right? Yes. Yes. sir. So B O B. Okay. So every number has its own um, pole its own uh, uh, pulling in a way, negative and positive. And negative doesn't mean that it's bad. Not in right. that way. It's just a pull, okay? So the thing in life, how I use this, how I learn this, and why I learn this, and why I use this already for 10 years, uh, it's practically the other second thing that I use the most in my lifetime. I'm 38 now. I just completed 38 of age in 8 mm-hmm. of April. And I've used table tennis for more than 20 years and this is the second next thing that i'm using the longest time because i've used a lot of multi-level marketing stuff a lot of you know gadgets a lot of teachings a lot of stuff but never so long so uh-huh. neurology is something of a method that i use for 10 years now and i've talked to more than as i said six seven thousand people that i've contacted in this way as i'm talking to you now with these numbers and uh, it it enables me to get to know you in an not in an instant, but in a short period of time. And I don't need to ask you a lot of questions because by numbers, I can decode, decipher where your struggles are, your blockages, what is stopping you and when you're, where your potentials
0: are. Isn't and, it just a random thing that your parents gave you that name? or um, so-
1: We don't need to go there. If we choose our name, if we are souls or not, if who gave us our name, are we determined or not? Let's just stick with this, that I do this reading and okay. that you get the experience uh, because this is more important than if this is true or not or who picked our name or didn't or when we, were we born or something like that. Okay. Uh, so... The, the the thing is out of these numbers we can decode your health your relationship, emotional uh, being and also as well creativity or finances in a way how you are behaving okay. and if we would have spoken five years ago or in five years you would have probably still have the same name nickname and everything and date of birth uh, but I will tell you completely different things so this okay. is not numerology that I tell you exactly for that number everything, I sort of Needed to develop this uh, gift, potential, or understanding of how to read a person uh, through these numbers. Okay. So what I see, I do always. Uh, so children uh, taught me this this aspect and this approach that I see the numbers and I put you in the left circle negative and uh, in the right cer- circle positive uh, attributes. So negative aspects, negative blockages, and positive potentials. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I do it in this way. So in your case, there is a pattern of number one. You have three number ones and two number four. So I would say that you are, but this is now, uh, you don't need to confirm it or anything. If this is true okay. or not, I will just say it and then we'll go through, okay? Sure. And I don't know you so that listeners can have the experience.
0: Right. I've never met this man.
1: <laughs> we never met and I never saw you in a way. So in so how, how can I decode numbers now? I don't need to you know, channel something or connect with you something now. I just look at the numbers. This is like a phone call and I phone into your files now okay. that are somewhere. So you are, um, I would say like this and then the words come eagerly stubborn and this is connected with your heart. I will explain later. Then the next step, I always do negative and positive in four steps. So first we do the negative. Okay. This is the first step. The next step is you are um, overly, I like to use these adjectives. I think it's called adjectives. Overly worried. This is your lungs. Then the next step, the third one is you are Yeah, you are definitely afraid. And I don't need to use any adjective here. And then the last thing is, you are um, um, arrogant. Maybe I say small, and I will explain. So here is uh, kidneys. Okay, so uh, when I see the four steps, uh, how I painted them out out of your numbers, because you have like uh, we have eight numbers, so we have name, middle name, last name, and all together, and then we have uh, date of birth, blah blah blah. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight numbers. So out of these eight numbers, I do the four steps, and I you know uh, narrow it down so that so that I can. Uh, bring them closer to you and to our conversation in a way. So eagerly stubborn, it means that what is in your mind, you will do it. Even if it's in the positive or negative side, you are stubborn. You, you need time to trust someone, to confide into someone. But when you do, you are the most uh, confiable, trustworthy person, but you need time. Uh, and eagerly stubborn, it means that you are always eager in this sort of being stubborn in your way. You know your way. And this is, in a way closed heart whatever happened in your life only ampli- em- emphasized and amplified your behavior so that that's sort of your blockage uh, and let me finish all together and then maybe you comment okay okay um so then you are overly worried because your name is robert 22 your bob nickname is 11. number 11 and number 22 are most sacred ones Because number 11 is a master of life. Number 22 is an innovator, a visionary of life. And number 11 has a lot of issues, conflict with himself, herself. And number 22 uh, sees the world in a very much uh, advanced uh, advanced painting, advanced uh, scenery. But when you look at the reality, you see how bored it is how reckless it is and you get devastated by this recklessness of life of humanity in a way to make it more generally but you are overly worried because um, your lungs uh, every organ has its own characteristics and your lungs are full of these worries of tensions of anxiety of uh, being attached to material stuff that make you more safe you are searching for some material stuff that will give you safety feeling. And in that way, you are worried. You always need this, you know, like dopamine hit in your lungs that you will be safe. So maybe do you
0: smoke or have you smoked in your life? No, I don't. Um, I possibly may have an esophagus problem. And Um, what? Esophagus? Esophagus problem. Yeah, they're doing a test on on that. Okay. But But the doctor said it might be my esophagus that's causing me to... I get something stuck somewhere in my throat, and I just have to cough and almost throw up.
1: Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To
0: get get rid of it.
1: Yeah. So you know that life and our body uh, in life is uh, is a wonder thing, uh, and we need to understand all of the aspects, all of the meridians, the chakras, this and that type of medicine um, approach. So, in let me continue in this explanation. This overly worried. Thing is that you have messages in a way uh this is whatever or uh, what if what if i don't get it or and that scares you in a way and then we come to the third uh, step it's kidneys kidneys are element of water and fear or courage in a way but we will uh, we will touch that in the other uh, positive side so being afraid of life because you are born on the seventh Number seven is magical. Number seven is water, is kidneys, representing kidneys. And it means that you cannot, that you are sacrificing always a lot, uh, that you do not know how to say no, that you lose your energy to some crazy small stuff, and then you are weak because you've lost your energy, you didn't get back the the reciprocal uh, stuff. So in that way, you become more afraid of life and and, uh, of actually confronting some stuff and number seven is and number seven and 22 are generally the being in depression because you lack some knowledge uh, it's like maybe you were born too soon if you would be born now or maybe in 10 years already this knowledge would have existed being born 50 60 years ago this knowledge was not so um, widespread and known uh, by public uh, so you needed to dig in some you know yogish or yogis or some. Uh, other approaches that you could get this knowledge to actually live with yourself. Uh, And then the last step is in the negative side that you are an arrogant and a small kind of, uh, you are small because you see how many problems, issues you could have in life and that's why you don't allow yourself to think bigger picture. Maybe now you have begun to see the bigger picture with this podcast and look where it brought you because you've stepped out of your comfort zone of being all safety wise. Oh, uh, closed in a way uh, mm-hmm. so this makes you uh, lose energy even though in your life you are not most of the time so negative or something uh, when you were maybe you got some positive results but you were drained of your energy because you stayed in this negative circle now in the positive circle uh, you are very much decisive as you are stubborn it also means that you are decisive and being decisive is it, it counts a lot it counts a lot in this world Uh, Then instead of overly worried, you are a big, big visionary. You see things in advance. You sense stuff. You can, you know, read people. Um, You can see stuff, what's going to happen. You can uh, predict because being a visionary, it means that you see in the future. So you're sort of a psychic, but nobody maybe gave you this instruction of how to use your gifts. Then uh, kidneys, the third step you are very much intuitive. But the thing with intu- intuition and kidneys is that um, you see and you feel and you sense stuff, but you it, 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 it takes you too high and you cannot, um, you cannot control it. And of course, when you cannot control it, you fall into fear. Uh, so it, once again, you need schooling, education for this. And then the next, the last stop in being positive is Instead of arrogant and small, you are very uh, approach, approachable, um, open, yes, and joyful. You have that in yourself. So in this positive side, as I said, decisive, you are content, you know what you want, you go for it, you're a big visionary, you see stuff, you're intuitive, you know how to handle people, you know uh, how to sense them if they are good or not. Uh, and you're approachable, you are a very strong person, Uh, you are open and joyful. Now what's happening is that you are 70% as I get the message on your left side and only 30% on the right side. So these numbers that I get uh, have been confirmed to me several times I once talked to a lady and I explained to her, her husband that wasn't on our meeting. And I said, your husband is 90% on the left side on negative. And I think he's almost dead. And she said, you know what? He uh, attempted the suicide two months ago. And I said, well, then that's that. And I didn't know her, uh-huh. neither him. So these numbers come to me in a way, um, that confirm how much energy of the time of your life you are on either of these sides. It doesn't mean that you are 70% of your week, of your month, of your day negative. It is in you, like in your subconsciousness or in your behavior pattern. You don't need to express it outwardly, if you understand. Uh And uh, the last bit that I do with my clients and with this reading is, uh, please tell me... uh, A song genre, music that you that you like to listen, that you love to listen.
0: uh that's a tough one because I like to listen to lots of different type of music.
1: Anything that comes to mind that you like. Um,
0: a a group or just a song. What? The uh, the group that sings it or just a song? Uh,
1: whatever, whatever.
0: Uh, I I like Queen. Uh, an old rock group? Okay, yeah. Queen. So, not rock, trick, I guess you could it's say. It's not a
1: trick question, it's just uh, to use it in explanation. Then, mm-hmm. on uh, what you don't like to listen, what you turn off the music immediately? Uh, or you change uh, the
0: country position. music.
1: Country. Country music. Okay. So, um, when you listen to a radio and you hear the country music, I believe that you immediately put it on a mute or you change the station. Is that so? Correct. So, I'm, I'm sad, not sad, um, how to put it in this way? I have to say it, Bob. Uh, it's that simple. It's very hard, but it's that simple. Uh-huh. So, when you are eagerly stubborn or when you are uh, afraid of something, change the station.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> it's that simple. When you are depressed, change the station. I know. Yeah, it's I'm, hard. Yeah, I know, I know, it's, I told you it's hard. It's that simple, but it's so hard. And right. I'm, not, I'm not a PhD, MD, or any doctor or anything. Uh, I'm, I'm just a guy uh, who also went through a lot of stuff and I needed to teach myself and others afterwards who accepted this help and support to do this, to, to, to get familiar with themselves and to allow themselves to change the station quickly. Uh, because okay. otherwise you stay in that, uh, you know, pattern and, and you dwell on something. OCD,
0: and you, yes. And right you, on. Turn,
1: you turn and flip around and you don't get anywhere in a way.
0: Nowhere, yeah, definitely. I, I try to uh, uh, envision a stop sign when I have a negative thought, which I have a lot of negative thoughts. And sometimes that helps, sometimes that, it doesn't help. But the OCD is is really bad because... You know i dwell on negative so yeah if i get a negative thought like last night i got a negative thought and it just ruined the rest of the night for me i just kept dwelling on it dwelling on it
1: yeah and so, that's the thing you know like all the masters in life have explained control or guide or transform yourself and your life you know is different is transformed so and that doesn't happen overnight and the thing is, what I've realized in my li- in my life and in my coaching uh, career in the past 10 years with a lot of clients is that uh, negative and uh, mindset and negative ego aspect will always convince you to stay and stick and work with them and, and uh, dwell on them. That's their way of stealing our energy because otherwise negative has no source for energy unless we give them we give it our Mm -hmm. energy uh, Mm -hmm. source so when you get a negative thought uh, i know how difficult it is to snap out of it uh, especially if you are familiar with you know mind patterns and the neurological pathways it's already a los angeles highway now you get a negative mind uh, thought and of course it's a los angeles highway of other thoughts So you need to work really hard on yourself or use some uh, medicine or some, you know, these uh, uh, helping tools to bring you, to snap you out of this. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the thing is, uh, it's never too late. Uh, Just do it sooner than later. So how to snap out of it, how to train, even though it's hard, you know, either you control the ego or the ego controls you. Either you use the ego words. It's like, you know, sitting... On your shoulders, devil himself and the angel himself. Who do you listen to? Who do you give attention to?
0: Usually, the devil.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, there's a way on how to get away from, how to put it on mute, the devil voice. So this is where mental health comes in, and and it's a lot of life is so beautiful. We have so many different aspects and it's like dieting, you know, nutrition. People have invented diets uh, like as many people live, as many diets are existing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a chef in a way. Uh, So because we are all individuals, but in a way we all just want to be full. We all just want to be content. We all just want to have fun when we eat. So it's the same with, you know, diagnosis or with uh, these mental health uh, uh, support systems. There exists a ton of them, a million, millions of them. But the thing is, why... Why do we want to be mentally healthy? We want to live. We want to uh, embrace and experience this life in a flowerful way. But it's not all flowers and blossoms and roses, you know. Uh, yeah. that, that's it. Not at it, all. The, yeah. the more you are negative, the more you expect that being positive, it means only being positive because you want to run away. But that's the biggest uh, false uh, expectation that you can have, and it brings you only down.
0: Right. A lot of times, I just seem a little bit masochistic. Like, I have a a phrase, don't hit the bus. And what I mean by that is, don't purposely sabotage your situation. Like, if I'm in a meeting, and I say, oh, yeah, I always have bad thoughts in meetings. And so then I say to myself, don't hit the bus. Which means, don't think that thought that is so kind of automatic. It comes from, like you said, the devil or whoever. Uh, but yeah. it's very, very difficult. Um, yeah,
1: it, it's it's difficult if you stay in the same environment. Uh, so in order, you know that also Jesus, also Moises also Buddha, also everybody that you know achieved some greatness has stepped away from the society, from an environment, and has. Uh, isolated themselves in a way for a period of time. That's why it's called quarantine because of the 40 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, had now, we are already now in the third quarantine of 40 days of mm-hmm. this because the society needs 400 days in a way where he, we have put ourselves in with our uh, lack of uh, commitment and knowledge and energy understanding in life so that is why this is all happening it's anyway it's a lot of hidden agendas and stuff but uh, society needs to cleanse itself you're talking about
0: the virus then
1: because now you already know a lot of stuff and this is also disabling you to see the big picture because you know so much how is this how is that how is this not good for you how you understand this negative mind thought pattern blah 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 you know, it's, uh, it's a it's process, Bob. Hang in, you are alive. Be grateful. I know how f- cliche they, that may sound, but being grateful, uh, not resisting, uh, open, however cliche that may sound. Always, every day, we live di- day by day. We live moment by moment.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: all there is. Just this moment. There is yes. not tomorrow. No yes. yesterday. Just this now. Not next right. minute. Not next right. minute. Now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 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 I've gone to counseling and groups, and they they teach that it's just you'll have to live in the moment. Uh, it's just so so hard to do. Re- really difficult. I struggle with it. But I have to say, the the reading itself was spot on. Okay. It's, it's kind of amazing. Um. Uh, it, it, it really, you know, I'm as stubborn as anybody. Um, like I used to take karate and I sucked at it. And so uh, I used to come anyway because I was stubborn and resilient, really. And the, the, the sensei or the, the master, he, he kept on, like, he admired me because even though I wasn't good, I always came back, and he, he admired that. So, yeah, I, I'm resilient. I have to be because of my problems. I mean, living with a terrible ADHD. Uh, I know a lot of people in the audience have AD, possibly, but this this is this is something. Uh, maybe it has to go in its own category. It's just like I can't concentrate on what I'm doing. I can't concentrate who I'm talking to. Uh, I have trouble with, with uh, directions and instructions, uh, sense of direction.
1: But you're so, doing great. You are doing great now. What, what, if I jump in, uh, I would suggest that you stop using all these diagnoses and all these uh, initials of different diseases because uh-huh. by that you give them attention and you call upon them. I'm not saying that you uh, push them somewhere or that you neglect them. I'm just saying don't use them anymore. Use something else. I I, hear have, you. I have a heart, you can say, instead of I have ADHD. I have uh, life instead of I have depression. You understand? It, it, it's all in the words, and this is the basics. Even Michael Jordan, if you watch the series now or anything, he says always come out of the basics, if you manage the fundamentals very good, everything in life works out. And so, like Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand life, think in terms of energy, frequency, vibration. Every word is a vibration, is energy. So if you think of the word ADHD, what does it represent to you? Not something nice. Uh, You understand? And I'm not saying now that as a, I must uh, emphasize this, I'm not a doctor, but this is the advice that I give, my, give myself and my client, to my clients, and it works. This is the most important thing. It works. I'm not saying go away and never talk about this or like curse these diagnoses and initials, but just use something else. Because if you are talking with me now for more than an hour already, you are very good. You don't have an issue that you know. You know when we have issues? When we die. That's it. When we go out of this world is when... Hmm. When, when when we have not failed, but when our time was out, when our time was up, right. and that's it. If you live and you live, where are you putting your attention? Where are you putting your energy to? Where are you vibrating? What are you doing? Those are the basic fundamentals.
0: Right. Well, yeah, the reading was was really amazing.
1: Um, so, what, what else uh, did you get out of it?
0: Um, I was just amazed by it because you hit almost all different areas. Um, my resilience, my stubbornness, uh, my openness, things like that that you mentioned. Uh, it, it's very true. And um, I, I work hard, very, very hard on, on getting better. But I was so bad to begin with. That even though all I do all these things, you know, take the medication, practice different things, I am still not happy. I, just, I mean, I still have to fight the demons off 24-7. And that's the thing that I can't, that's the final step that I can't reach.
1: That That's it. That's it, Bob. Now you've said it that's the final holy grail of insanity of Mm -hmm. being in a hamster wheel of i cannot reach look at what you're saying i cannot get to that place i still think something's missing nothing's missing this is it be happy with this insanity be happy with what it is i know it's very difficult to do this i know it's hard i've been there i've cried i've I've uh, uh, I've broken my toe because I've lost a point. When I was 18 years old, I've broken a toe on my foot because I kicked the table tennis table. Uh, I've thrown rackets through the hole, you know, like 50 meters across the hall when I was losing something. And it was table tennis for crying out like It was not uh, life's, you know, uh, dependent thing uh, mm-hmm. that I did that I lost something. And I've been there. I, I've punched a wall. I've kicked. I've almost, you know, hurt a lady. I was bad person. I was angry. I was all of the stuff. And I've thought the thing is that negative aspect of what we observe is always convincing us that we are bad and that we do not deserve goodness, happiness, kindness, love. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because we have a sort of, uh, you know, I'm still angry a bit. So what? So what? Who's not angry? Who's not sad?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm very angry. You understand uh, that? Yeah, I'm and, very, very angry. And
1: why I'm working with athletes, or anyway, I worked with a lot of people with all of the aspects, young, older, uh, skinny, not skinny, beautiful, not so beautiful, students, yeah. not students, with everybody and with athletes. The thing with athletes is that they think they are okay, but they are all insane and mentally ill.
0: Oh, because yeah, I mean, angry, or stars, yeah, actors, because yeah
1: being all the time uh, working and being all the time occupied with your goals with olympics or with some you know performance you think that you are okay and you think that because you are busy that you are a good person but it's not the case
0: but it does help me to be busy i mean real i mean to go on a computer is uh, therapeutic uh if I sit there and think, that's when the bad thoughts come. So, I mean, it is, I don't think it's boring, but what happens is if I'm not doing something, that that's when the bad thoughts come. Yeah, mostly. yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's the thing. We are not allowed, nobody taught us that being bored is okay. That's the first thing. And then the next thing, when you are bored, when you are still, when you are empty, when you are not busy, occupied with whatever thing, mm-hmm. when you are just are in the time, in the zone, in the feeling, in the emptiness, in the craziness, then when, when the negative thoughts arise up and we all run away from them with being occupied with, you know, applications, with social media, with books, with reading, with doing, with competing, with performing, yeah. with, you know. Whatever. I just
0: I just don't know what else to do though. It's Yeah,
1: it's,
0: be, I don't want to sit there in pain. That's all. Be with it. That the thing is that
1: why are you afraid so much and why you run away.
0: I, I think I'm afraid because of my attacks that I had. Yeah. I had major, major anxiety attacks. Yeah. To to the point where I was totally dysfunctional. I couldn't talk to anybody, I couldn't do anything. Uh I couldn't even talk to my wife and I'm definitely afraid of that. So that's why I keep busy. Cause I'm afraid that I'll slip back into that. And then I feel that the medication is good and it helps me a lot. And, and that's probably not going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen, but I'm still afraid.
1: Yeah, I, I get you Bob. And, and the thing is with the past, uh, it's once again just a tool for the negative side to trick us again into falling into that negative pattern, to give them a- attention and energy. So, uh, whatever you're saying, a lot of people are experiencing this. And I'm so grateful and honored that you are able and, and willing to uh, put yourself out there, to, you know, uh, put yourself on the stage. Uh, And and put yourself out because this is uh, what what now requires the world requires that we come out, that we stop staying in our shade and our darkness because we are still not good enough or because we still haven't won or managed something. That's bullshit. We should stop listening to our head bullshit. Start getting out of our mind. And not all of your thoughts are your thoughts. And not everything that happened in the past will happen again. That was in the past. That's why it's past. That's why it's over. So using something new and uh, uh, really getting these small bits and pieces. This is how I coach or guide people and how I practically, uh, uh, intentionally, practically use these uh, words and the fundamentals is because it works. It right. works. And, and I've had uh, crazy, crazy. I, I've thought myself that what's this? Can we be so crazy? But now where, where are those ladies? They are thriving. Yes, they still have. But, you know, this is the thing. We people tend to um, give too much credit to the negative in a negative way. But actually, you know how it is. Being crazy, insane, it's very close to being genius. Being very much, uh, having these panic attacks and yeah. anxiety attacks is very much close to being serenity. You understand? Yeah. So on, on the darkness side, it's really the right. positive side. So right. what you experience, it's, it's your credit, it's your worth. This is, you know, the, the, the worse you experience, the stronger you are. Because in order to win this stupid negative shit you need to be very strong you are very strong bob not a lot of people can uh, adapt and can yeah. actually confront all this craziness that you are going through and all these diagnoses so so give yourself the credit and and actually allow yourself this is darkness so right. i'm very close to the light and do not yeah. give yourself these what i gonna say positively give yourself these messages i am light already This is it. I don't need to, you know, there's nothing missing. Just that I change the station, change the frequency, change the vibration, change the energy. Yes, it's very hard, but it's so simple. And if it's so simple, do it daily, 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 do it.
0: One of the things that I do, um, people are sick of me talking about this artist called NF, Nathan Fuerstein. And what he, he has a line in one of his songs, he says, "I trade my joy for my uh, protection," and I, and that's what I'm. That's what that's the space I'm at right now. I, I don't let the joy in because it also mm-hmm. lets the the bad things in as well, and so I'm trading my joy for my protection. And and you know that's spot on what I'm doing in my life right now because. I am kind of a hermit at this point, and uh, I'm not even thinking about any kind of a relationship because I know I'm just not ready for it. Yeah, no, it's not the time. It's okay. Yeah, and and I won't do things because, uh, you know, I guess I'm just afraid uh, it will hurt me, even though in reality it's a joyful thing. I I'm just afraid that it somehow it's gonna hurt me in it. So I protect myself by getting rid of my joy in a sense. So that that's what I struggle with.
1: Yes, and, and good that you've uh ended your sentence good in a way that I can use this in a positive way. You ended your sentence, I struggle. So uh, what you said was, and you are giving yourself justification and explanation that you cannot allow yourself to be joyful, happy, and positive because that also brings the other side out of it, the negative, the
0: darkness. For instance, I'm afraid if, if I'm too happy, something really tragic will happen in my life.
1: Yes, and the thing is, Bob, um, in life, something really tragic or some situation will always happen, even if you are tragically happy or tragically sad or angry or in anxiety. The thing is, and I'm so happy that we are having this conversation and that listeners over the rainbow can hear this and, and understand this, uh, as I've already touched in the beginning of our uh, this conversation is we give too much very um, crazy explanation and uh, understanding towards happiness and positive and joy. So we think that this is some sort of paradise, some sort of very hard, hardly attainable thing. And that when we attain it, when we achieve it, it needs to stick and it will stick and nothing bad will ever happen to us. So it's sort of a very paradoxically illusionally It's disillusionment of of understanding of what life or happiness is practically. So uh, we are uh, trying to achieve something that doesn't exist, if you can understand me. So what you were explaining to me, you are justifying why you are negative, because being joyful and positive, something bad will happen if you will be too much happy. That's
0: crazy how crazy we are. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy.
1: So, so I am not saying that you are crazy. This is the understanding. No, I am
0: crazy. I, I'll say it. I no, mean,
1: not that crazy, but, but this is yeah the understanding that we have. This is the misunderstanding that we have, and allowing ourselves this approach that is completely out of this world, out of this world, how we look on happiness, how we look on love and on joy. And this is why I'm so driven and open and and my intention and purpose is that everybody needs to find this out, not numerology, not some words, but these basics, not that I will be known, but that we can finally all live on a more wiser scale, on a higher level of consciousness. Because what you are explaining now, Bob, is like, you know, like a five-year-old boy would be explaining, oh, I was once riding a bike and I fell off. Bike is not good. Because if I ride a bike, I might be too happy and I will lose balance and I will fall off. You understand? Mm -hmm. So I explained to one of my clients, she's uh, in love with horses. She has a few horses of her own. Uh, She does these workshops for kids with horses and stuff. And she's also very much mentally ill in a way. Uh, Mm -hmm. But she's healing and she's dealing with herself. And uh, she's all the time going back to this negative of being negative of, you know, uh, neglecting. She's, whatever she does, she turns it into a negative. And, and she's a very good example for this podcast and for these people. But what I get with working with people is these explanations and these uh, metaphors uh, of, of explaining what life is. So I tell her, we, when we are alive, when we live, we are like riding on a horse. We already are, re- are on a horse. You know, that's a good saying. Your life is like riding a horse. It means that you are yes. good, that you are well taken care of. But what we do, what she does, in a way, I tell her, you are riding a horse, everything is okay, and then all of a sudden uh, you are not okay with uh, some obstacles, some branches of the trees or something in your way, and you just, uh, not yet you fall down from a horse, you throw yourself down from a horse, and then you cry how it's painful. Because... Yeah. Because you are so involved into this understanding that being happy, it means that you will never have an obstacle. Being happy, it means that you always just need to perform and, and overperform and everything needs to work out. You, we need to, uh, so, uh, we need to uh, oblige or we need to uh, 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 fulfill these requirements of being happy. And that is disabling us to be happy, truly, right in reality. Mm-hmm. This reality check—if you—if you are following now, Bob.
0: Yeah. You I mean, I just—I I just feel so much fear when I—I I am happy because I'm saying, "Well, I'm happy now, so the other shoe is going to fall." Yes. And it'll make me unhappy. Yes. A, a, tragically unhappy. Yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you for mentioning this once again. This is where my explanation was going and you've remembered me once again uh, to finish with this explanation. So when we uh, begin to be happy, when we train to be happy, when we coach ourselves to be positive or whatever, of course, everything that is not congruent, coherent in harmony with this state of being is of course uh becomes um, it, it it comes out it arises it is ignited it is uh, touched so everything that is not uh, synonym to happiness to joyfulness to love of course comes out it gets fuel so what then we need to do or can do as people with or without mental health uh, health everybody has that issue is that you acknowledge and that you train yourself to lift your uh, consciousness out of this ping pong of A and B. So A uh, is like ego tells you, be happy. Then in the B point, B destination, end point, ego tells you, you shouldn't be happy because something tragic will happen. So we need to go higher. And the higher it means, in the higher point, it means that you understand So when you shed positive, when you shed light, the darkness needs to go away, but the darkness resists. So when you understand this ping-pong between the duality that we live in, the positive-negative, the good-the bad, the love-the fear, the hatred and the acceptance, the peace and the war, this duality, when you understand and you step out of this ping-pong in the unity, in understanding, in accepting this rainbow, In accepting what life is, that life is everything, the good, the bad, the duality, but that should not, cannot influence your life, your will to live, your understanding, your behavior. Why? Because when you are out of this ping pong, if I'm too happy, something tragically bad can and will happen. Shut the F up, you say to yourself. And you go on a higher level. Where do you go? You tell yourself and you understand this. I'm on a higher level of awareness. Whatever happens, happens. And it's better if I'm happy expecting whatever happens. And if I'm happier, of course, everything in my body will resist being happy and being, you know, content and fulfilled and positive. Everything will resist. But I understand this resistance and I need to confront it and I, and I can confront it. And it's good that I confronted because this resistance is, in a way, trying to prevent me to be happy and say, and this resistance, this devil on one part of my shoulder sitting is saying, now, if you will be happy, everything will be worse. Of course, this devil, this resistance wants to us that we stay, we stick with him, with them. But we say, no, 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 no. Stop now. If I'm happy, I'm happy, and that doesn't mean anything that something bad or something not bad will happen or that something doesn't need to or does or will happen. I'm just happy, that's it. And of course, everything will resist in me and will have this resistance, and I understand this. So I allow it. I am on the level C. I'm not anyway in the level A to B. I will send you one uh, one explanation that I have, uh, one uh, this slide, and I can present it to you and you can add it as a photo of a uh, wisdom scale level. So I am on a higher level of unity, of love, of joy, and not anymore uh, entrapped in this A to B ping pong of my ego, not anymore entrapped that something good, something bad needs to or will happen because of something. I just live. You understand? And and just to add something, because you mentioned as well fear, your organs are energy-wise and also physically-wise already weak first we have a energy wise weak organ every organ has its own stuff conditions i will send you a pdf and then once you uh, um, repeat the same pattern the organ is debilitated and it's weaker and then it becomes emotionally weak and then at the end becomes physically weak and when it's physically too weak we pass away or our organ first passes away or something happens a disease physical disease yeah but-
0: or I have spinal issues, uh, and I, and I yeah, can't my Yeah, that's because I of your kidneys, I mean, because I, of I have numb too much right fear.
1: And you have yeah. what you have been working in your lifetime was and is too much giving attention to negative and listening and talking with this ego and uh, devil nonsense. But this actually brought you to me or to this podcast or to your enlightenment or to your understanding of life or to your research of life. Do you understand? So this is good. So shake hands with this ego. Be good, but do not be a friend with this ego devil. Be good. Do not be too much of a good friend and don't hate him because then he's getting the attention again if you hate him. So you love your diagnosis. Sing a song with your ADHD. Right. Make a song. I just watched yesterday one, one woman. She had all of the issues that you cannot imagine. The, the, she wanted to kill herself, suicidal. Uh, she was suicidal. Five times failed attempt. She was uh, struck down by a jeep. Uh, She was in operation for five years. She was in a wheelchair for seven years. Uh, And then she had cancer twice. But she survived and now she's making humor out of it. That's the deal. We need to make fun out of the devil unless Hmm. the devil makes fun out of us.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's not on Good advice. Um, I feel just sometimes that I'm very scientific, and I feel sometimes that it's just nothing you can do. Like, I have periods of the day from like 12.30 to one i I'm twice as depressed and twice as anxious. And there's no explanation for it. Yeah. And and, and the there demons is. keep hitting me and saying, you can't do this. You can't drive your car. You can't do anything. You just can't do anything. You're dysfunctional. And that's what comes out, you know, every day at that time, time period. So, But
1: who's, the, who's talking now? Is the angel talking really or sure. the devil? <laughs> yes, it's the devil once again justifying yeah. that he needs to be in charge. So it, it is a biorhythm of the body. Every uh, two hours, our body has right. different organs that are being cleansed. And some parts of the day, we are more influenced in some parts of the organs of our body. So, of course, sometimes you feel more of this or more of that. It is scientifically proven and it's understandable and uh, you are not so scientifical because when you say there's nothing to it, everything, science already confirmed also, energy faithfully wise, spiritually wise, already is confirmed and it will be confirmed even more and and it's proven. So, uh, when you say demons and stuff, it's also proven. But uh, stop giving them the energy. Start talking only from not just being happy, hippie, positive. Everything is okay. I'm not talking that. But being very much on top of it, wise. Like athletes also need to be there in a way and, and to, you know, to focus. Imagine, Bob, if you would be in a car uh, driving, driving you yourself 200 miles per hour. Would you have time, space, space? possibility to talk to no. the devil because in a way you want to live right even though maybe you have or maybe listeners have suicidal thoughts or something yes. you want to live so when you are on that cliff when you are driving so fast and you know that just one little glitch in the system one little talk pep talk pep talk with the demon is going to throw you off course and you're gonna die with 200 miles an hour on your mm-hmm. uh, you know the the car the engine so you stay focused you you are so razor sharp uh, focused that's the positive not the happy hippie style positive but that's the positive that you are so in tune so in the zone so in line because you want to live I know that I've put myself and some people that were also suicidal. I've also had some suicidal thoughts, but it's not that I've acted upon them, but I had, it crossed me. And it was like, oh, you have suicidal thoughts. And they, the suicidal thoughts wanted to drag me into a place that I would start to begin of myself as a mentally ill, weak person. I didn't allow that. I said, look, this may be in me, maybe somebody... Throw me this thought now. Maybe it's outside. Maybe it's mine. But who cares? I want to live. And if I drive a bicycle or a motorcycle or a car fast, or if I'm on the cliff, because where I live, maybe some cliffs are and I visit them. I want to live. And I, I am so focused, so razor sharp focused that I do not allow any yeah, negative thoughts.
0: That's tough one. That's training. Like they, that's they life. It says, um, I don't want to live, but I don't want to yeah, die.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I understand.
0: It's... Uh... It's been a long road yeah. for me. Uh, just to get to the right medication, which, which I feel that I'm on now. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe in the science of, 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 medication. I, I can't prove that okay. if I go off the medication, I can be okay. I can't prove that to myself. So, you know, I, I, I will never go off the medication unless, I don't know. Something changes, but in my present state, I am so afraid of feeling like I did those couple of times that I had the bad episodes. I'm so afraid of that. I will, you know, never give up the because of because of that. So, and and to me, it seems like I mean my my father and mother were. My father was bipolar. My mother was riddled with anxiety. So I have all of it. And and then you, you add an ADHD and dyslexia. You know, it, it's amazing I've gotten this far. I, I don't know how I've done it, to be honest. Yes.
1: And you will go further and all will be okay. Just begin talking with the razor sharp positive side, Bob. It will all all is well. You look how far you've come. You don't need to know why, how. It's good that you're on medicine, whatever you are using. Uh, It will change as everything changes in life. Uh, So just stay on the course.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's very good advice. Um, All right. Thank you very much for being on the show. Um, You have very good advice. Um, So... uh, Ha- have a great day and uh take care
1: thank you for having me bob and all good to listeners uh, of over the rainbow podcast of you bob and all good all is well
0: all is well that's what Yuri co says and i believe him um this is a very interesting episode he somehow got exactly right my personality and it was amazing um I just will try what he says to turn a radio station when I get a bad thought. And I think that'd be good for everybody. Uh, Okay, I won't keep you any longer. If you want to get in contact with either you or I, you can email me at overtherainbowbob at gmail.com. That's overtherainbowbob, one word, at gmail.com. My Twitter site is at bow at overtherainonebow. And for Facebook and Instagram, just search for OTR, Achieving Mental Health For Real, which I think we did today. All right, this is a good show. We'll see you guys next time.